Hey y'all, hey, hello, hello. So this podcast is for women leaders who work within male-dominated industries, which is almost every industry. Listen, I am your host, Jacqueline Twilly, best-selling author and president at ZeroGap.co. This podcast is where we talk about tools, tips, and strategies to enter the next phase of winning season. And I truly believe that winning season means it gets to be better and better and better and better. So many times working as a woman in a male-dominated industry, we get taught survival tactics. But guess what? It's time to thrive. So pull up your earbuds, grab a notebook, because we dropped the gems on this podcast, and let's dive in. Season. So y'all know when I start singing, it's about to be good because I get excited. Um, I have with me one of my new friends, Davida, and she's going to be telling us about this book she just released. It's already a bestseller. So many great nuggets inside. Davida, welcome to the Winning Season Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome, Sauce. So you tell us about yourself before we dive into the book. Tell us about yourself beyond your LinkedIn profile. So my name is Davida, and I uh, am an, an author. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm really very passionate about helping women break through beliefs that hold them back so that they can be happy, live up to their full potential, tap into that thing you know is inside of you, but maybe you just haven't quite reached it yet. And um, mm-hmm. in addition to that, I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm also a grandmother. And I know you adore your grandkids because we talked about that before. Yes. So (laughs) I want to talk to you about your book, Unraveled, Unraveling Beliefs That Hold You Back and Learning to Love the Real You. This is your latest book. Tell us the impetus. What prompted you to write this book? What prompted me to write the book really was evaluating my own struggles in life and the things that I had been through myself that I was able to identify them as really just beliefs that held me back, beliefs that kept me stuck uh, in like this one spot. And I knew that I had, you know, something deep inside and I'm sure many, many women can relate. It's like, you see this potential of who you believe that you are, but for some reason, you just can't quite seem to get there. And so when I discovered the connection between what you currently believe and how it may be connected to something in the past that implanted a belief that you adopted as your truth, that wasn't really your truth. When I saw the connection and how to really unravel those things, once you see those truths, you can't unsee them. And so it brings you into this whole new um, identity of who you are and opens up this whole new world of possibility. And so I just decided in the book to be uh, completely raw and honest. I share a lot of my own personal struggles that I have walked through and how I was able to make those connections and get to the other side of what was keeping me stuck. 
And I remember when you and I connected earlier this year and you were telling me about the book, I was like, oh, I got to see if she'll come to the winning season podcast because (laughs) I work with women in male dominated industries. And when you were talking about the book, I'm like, this is stuff we all deal with. And you agreed. You're like, yep, no matter what, what your profession is, this is stuff that we all struggle with at one point or another. And professional circles and like professional associations, we often dub this like imposter syndrome and the imposter syndrome, what you talk about, it definitely helps us move past all of those limiting beliefs of, am I enough? Should I be doing this? What if I say this? What what will people think? So the way you have the book laid out, I just want to run through the table of contents because the book is juicy, y'all. You got to get it. She talks about embracing your humanity, the whispering box, meant for more, shattered beliefs, I'm telling, I call her mom, deep questions, all of who you are, we all have some ugly, and the steps to unraveling. So when I saw the table of contents alone, I was like, where do I start? Let me just start at the top. So (laughs) before we dive in, I'm just curious, what's your favorite part of the book? That is a good question. I've actually asked myself that question a few times. Uh, I I think my favorite part of the book is actually at the, the last few chapters where I'm really sharing how what you take away from the process, because I do in the last chapter, I do go into like some specific steps that people can walk through, but I feel like it's the chapter on even her versus her, you know, these, what you just said, this imposter syndrome versus this part of you that knows that you're more and how you don't have to really eliminate the tension, how you don't really have to eliminate feeling that imposter syndrome in order to be able to move forward. Because I think it's a misconception that we feel like we have to get over one before we can accomplish anything. And regardless of what you do in life, what your career is, what your title is, right? Like at the basis of all of that, we're all human and we all have bits and pieces of all of these things. Good, you know, the ones that we see is good. The stuff that we see is bad. But in order to really move forward, I feel like the most important thing is that we have to embrace that tension that we all feel and be able to move forward inside of that tension and not wait for it to go away. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. That's deep right there. So one of my favorite chapters, the whole book's good, but one of my favorite chapter is Shattered Beliefs. Can we dive into that a little bit? Sure, we can. And talk about Shattered Beliefs. um, And I'll just let you take it from there. Yeah, so this is one of the chapters that was actually quite, uh, this chapter was, liberating but at the same time it was difficult for me to write so I wrote in this chapter a little bit about my own personal experience with sexual abuse and how that affected me throughout my entire life in terms of really being able to believe in myself believe in my self-worth and what I was able to do 
And from a very young age, I was only about three or four when this happened to me. And so from that, like a three and four year old doesn't, you don't, we don't really know how to process those kinds of things. But throughout my life, I didn't really realize that it was holding me back because I thought, well, I had dealt with it. I've forgiven, you know, I've went through this whole process, but until I was able to make that connection between what was holding me back now and what I started to believe about myself in those moments, I wasn't actually truly free because there were still basically lies wrapped up in what had happened and what I had started to believe. And so that was one of the chapters that was challenging and liberating, but I felt like so many people, whether it be a sexual abuse situation or it be some other instance that happened to them in their childhood, I truly believe that probably a hundred percent of us are carrying around some kind of a belief that is keeping them from really truly reaching their their full potential, their full happiness. And so um, inside of this chapter, I get really raw and talk about my feelings, talk about what I undiscovered what I discovered about myself in this unraveling process. That's so good. And you brought up the title again, Unraveling. And when you wrote the book, what came first, the title of the book or the content? Yeah, the title. I had the title in my head for about two, two, three years <laughs> before I actually wrote the book. So I had processed it and had been thinking about it for a long time. And finally just decided now is the time. So I'm going to sit down and write this. And uh, definitely the title. The title was definitely in my heart long before the content even. Okay. So when it comes to unraveling, that's something that you kind of alluded to this just a second ago that you had dealt with these things. You thought you were over it. And then you had to go back because there was more. When it comes to our limiting thoughts and the things that hold us back, sometimes we will press on and be like, uh, I can skip that part because I already dealt with that. Do you think it's important for us to go deeper, especially when it comes to the stories we tell ourselves about what we can't do and why we can't accomplish something or why we shouldn't apply for that job? I do. I think it's very important to go deeper because I've in those deeper places is where we can get really truly honest with ourselves. And I think that that's something I love what you just said there about the stories that we tell ourselves. And when you are willing to be really, really honest with yourself about what you think and feel, not what you think you're supposed to think and feel, not what the world often tells us we're supposed to think and feel or that we're supposed to just be strong, you know, move on, get past that. I think it's really important for us to be willing to be vulnerable even with ourselves and take a look at some of those places. Now that might look a little bit differently for each of us. Like I don't feel like I can tell you exactly what that process and that journey would look like for you specifically. But I think being willing to be brutally honest with yourself is really, really essential to truly being your true self, to being, you know, completely genuine and authentic and embracing all of who you are. I do think that it is a necessary thing that uh, really helps us get to that other side. 
That's so good. And I want to unpack a couple of things there. I know that in my work dealing with women one-on-one and helping them to create their leadership strategy and helping them to negotiate, one of the big hurdles is that what you said, women wanting to do what they think people expect them to do. So what tool would you say is like a first step of breaking that myth and really stepping into your unraveling moment? I think for me, and what I talk about in the book, in the steps too, I think that one of the most important things is taking the time to be quiet with yourself. Like I start, I start my day with meditation, prayer, and just taking that time to really do some self-evaluation, not being afraid to look at the areas where something doesn't sit quite right with you, where you know that it feels a little bit off, but I think a lot of times we skip over those areas. But I think in in learning to unpack that and in learning to be completely authentic, you really do have to work on, and this may sound silly, but you have to work on that relationship you have with yourself. Like we all have, you know, a self-to-self relationship. And I feel like a huge part of unpacking that is getting comfortable in that space and really getting to know who you are. And so I think based on what you just said, deep questions is a chapter that can really help women to start working through the relationship with self. And I don't think it's weird that you say that because we live in our minds and we like, have full conversations in our minds, even with other people. We It's like a play. We drop into the scenario, oh, if I send this email to my boss, they're going to say this. Or if I respond to my coworker this way, they're going to say this. So deep questions, I think, is that place where we can really start to go to the core of who we are because it impacts all of the thoughts that we have. So inside of that deep questions chapter, Where do you think uh, or how do you think we should use that chapter to help us to process some of the things to unravel? So in deep questions, I talked a lot about for many years I was uh, I was in a ministry role. And for me, while there was a lot of really, really good moments in that, there were also a lot of ideas and belief systems that I adopted that didn't didn't really fit who I was as a person, but I felt as though I I felt as though I had to believe and think a certain way in order to do what I felt called to do, which really I've learned about myself now, really all along has been fulfilling my passion and my purpose of helping women break through their own beliefs. And so when I was in that particular space, I felt there was a lot of unspoken expectations. So I feel like the most important thing is that we realize one, that there's no perfect version of us. There is no perfect version of you that you're supposed to live up to. And certainly not according to anyone else's opinion or standards. And there's only really being true and authentic to yourself. And so I think that realizing 
that there is no supposed to be. There is no like mold that you're supposed to fit. I feel like your power comes from knowing that you don't have to be anyone else's version of yourself and that it really is okay for you to even step away from things that you feel like have those expectations or those should be's in order for you to figure out what your true authentic self is. That's the other thing I've encountered for myself and also with other women is that a lot of times when you say that to people, like just be your true authentic self, there's sometimes this pushback of, right, but I don't really know exactly who or what that is. And I think it's important for women to know that if you need to take the space to figure that out, by all means, take the space to figure that out for yourself so that you can feel confident, you know, so that you can have the tools that you need to be exactly who you are and make no apologies for it. So true. What you just said reminded me of a video I watched a few weeks ago. The actress Tiffany Haddish, she shaved all of her hair off. And the clip is her talking about it. And she's like, I shaved all of my hair off because I want to know what my scalp looks like. She's like, it's hair. It'll grow back. She was like, but I know every part of my body except for my scalp. And I want to know what it looks like. And I thought... (laughs) I was like, oh, that's interesting. I never, I have never been so curious to be like, what does my scalp look like? I should shave my head. But I said good for her because that's standing in your power to be in Hollywood and to say, I don't care that y'all see my bare scalp. I need to see it for myself. And I think what you were saying there about going through the book and unraveling and getting to know yourself or yourself is really giving ourselves permission to say, to heck with what other people think, I need to do this for me. Yeah, for sure. And so in saying that, the, the other chapter in the book that I really feel like ties into that power and taking back your own power, and to me, taking back your power is partly in breaking through those beliefs and learning to embrace all of who you are. And so there's also a chapter in the book called Her and Her. And in this chapter, I talk a lot about how we really have to learn to embrace all of who we are, the places that we feel are good, as well as the places that we feel are messy and unkept, because you can't love and embrace yourself and hate yourself all at the same time. And so I feel like in order to overcome and get on the other side of that battle of her versus her, you know, the her that you think you're supposed to be or the her that you're created to be versus, well, I guess I said that wrong, the her that you are and the her that you think you should be, we really need to be able to embrace all of who we are because at the end of the day, the journey will never really be over. We're always going to be continuing to grow and learn and shift and become more. We're, we're created to be people that are progressive in our, in our growth, our personal growth, our spiritual growth, our learning. And so I feel like it's really important that we figure out how to learn from the places in our lives that we see that we feel like they're not quite measuring up to where we want them to be, take those as a learning experience to help us get to the next place, rather than judging and criticizing ourselves for what we think we're not yet. And so I feel like that is another key element 
that has really helped me and helps will help other women to really just get to that other side of loving all of who they are and embracing every single piece of them, even the parts that they still see as messy or sometimes even broken. Yes. Oh my goodness, y'all. Davina, this book is so good. I love the way that it's written. It's in a manner that is digestible and you can get through it. I don't really feel like um, when it comes to the books in this category, what makes your book stand out for me is that you can tell your intention is just to help women unravel because you're an expert in this and this is what you do and unravel any of those beliefs that hold us back. So tell people how they can find the book and how they can connect with you online. So the book is available on Amazon. Uh, right now it is available in paperback and Kindle. I have had many, many requests for Audible and it is coming. However, <laughs> I am also working on a course um, that will be a connect in connection with the book where we're going to kind of do this unraveling together. So the audible will come out after the course. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what my, my current, that's what I'm currently working on is tying all of that up and getting those other pieces out there. But right now, just the book alone is available on Amazon and you can connect with me on social media. I'm primarily hanging out on Facebook, also on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. I am on Instagram as well, but I don't spend quite as much time on Instagram as I do on Facebook. Um, so right now, those are the ways that you can connect with me and stay in touch even as this all unfolds. The, the course is going to be coming in September. And there's also going to be some little challenges that I'm going to throw out there to give people a taste of what that course is going to look like. We're just really going to dive deeper into the content of the book. And in the book, as you know, I share a lot of my own personal stories because I really wanted to be vulnerable. And I really wanted people to know that I'm a human just like everybody else. I've personally used these steps to unravel my own life. And so I wanted the book to give people a better idea of who I am as a person so that if they do want to connect and go farther and do some of this unraveling together so that they don't have to do it alone, that we can kind of get to know each other, you know, through the pages of the book and through the social media channels. So amazing. And I can attest, um, like I said, I met Davida earlier this year. We've connected one-on-one -on -one a few times. She is so sincere about this work, which y'all know if I'm bringing somebody to the winning season community, I got to vibe out with them first. And I'm just really appreciative for the work that she's doing. And the course I know is going to be equally as amazing and very transformative for those of you who are like, should I get the book? Yes. If you're asking your if you're asking yourself, should you grab this book so you can unravel your own stuff? Yes, girl. Yes. Go grab it. Davina, thank you so much for coming to the Winning Season podcast. I cannot wait for our friendship to continue to evolve and grow. And I'm so glad one of the things the pandemic did was connect me to amazing women like you. So just very grateful that we were able to connect with each other when we did. 
Yeah, thank you, Jacqueline. I feel the same way, and I appreciate you having me on. Um, I always enjoy talking with you, but this has been a lot of fun, just really, you know, diving in and kind of unpacking some of these different areas and, and why, they're, why they're there to begin with and how they can help other people. So I appreciate you inviting me on. What's up, y'all? How's it going today? I have been spending a lot of time just reflecting on what I thought 2020 would be, but also reflecting on the actions that I've taken this year. So I know I have a lot of people who have said that 2020 has been a great awakening. It's helped them to reinforce what's most important, things that they previously didn't have time to do or couldn't make time for because life and travel and all of those other things, they've actually been forced to slow down and accomplish some of the things that they want. And this does not take away from the trying moments, the sadness that we've experienced by all of the loss of life of many people that we know and people who have struggled with the illness that is COVID-19, it's been a really challenging year. And I've just been thinking about both those challenges and the perseverance, the resilience to move forward through this year. And it has been quite an experience just to have that level of personal reflection. So in addition to that, I've been drinking lots of water, y'all, minding my business, and I've been cooking a lot more. If you follow me on IG, get ready. I'm about to show you a full fall menu from my test kitchen because I got a new healthy cookbook. So I can't wait to try it out and show y'all what's going down in the kitchen. So I want to hop into today's episode because I met this woman earlier this summer at a conference. Speaking of things that are going on because of COVID, I'm used to being around people. That's my job. I teach women to negotiate. I work with companies on their leadership strategy. So I've been attending lots of conferences. One of the conferences that I attended was a three-day summit. I met Davida. So let me tell you about today's guest and a little peek into our combo. Davida is an international best-selling author, and she speaks to women, empowering them to break through beliefs that hold them back and helps them to live their lives of doing more, being more, and achieving more. Her mission is to see ambitious women across the globe fall in love with who they are created to be, live up to the potential that lives inside of them, and break free from feeling mediocre. Hello, somebody. Davida resides in the Midwest with her husband, and she has three grown sons and four adorable grandchildren. Her books are on Amazon. We're going to talk about that in this conversation. So Davida is part three of this series where I've spoken to amazing women authors. You heard from Lucy. You've heard from Tawana. And now you're hearing from Davida. And I put these three episodes in order because there was this common theme of women persevering, of women finding the courage that is already within them to be who they really are. And I will tell y'all this. I used to hear people say, oh, I'm finally becoming who I am. I'm finally becoming the woman I am. And I was so confused by it for a long time. 
And then I realized that when you stop living your life, worrying about what other people will think, or living your life making decisions based on what you think other people will say if you do this or that, that's when you become who you really are. So that's why I put these three episodes together. It is my intention that when you listen to Manessa, even though Manessa is not a part of this series, it is all these last few episodes have a common theme. Manessa, Tawana, Lucy, and Davida, it will help you to really begin to take more steps in winning season to own who you are and own your voice. Okay, enough of me talking. Let's hop into this combo with Davida. So what did you think about today's episode? Come join us in the free and private Facebook group, Winning Season, where we continue the discussion about these podcast episodes. And I would be remiss if I did not give a shout out to Zero Gap. Now, yes, Zero Gap is a company that I am president of, but we would not have this podcast if it were not for Zero Gap. So shout out to the ZeroGap.co team. Thank you for all that you do to make the Winning Season podcast possible. 